We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Moving Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Anybody else need to get to church this morning? I desperately needed to get to church this morning. It was one of those weeks for me. I don't know about you, but it was just one of them weeks. I couldn't halfway think straight. <laughs> I'm not going to, I don't want to talk this morning. It's okay. Let's put some work in it if you don't want to talk. I'll make you read. Let's go to the book of Exodus. Chapter 30, verse 22, the New King James Version. And then I also want you to write down in your phone because we didn't give you a program this morning. 1 Samuel 16, 1, 12 and 13. Exodus, chapter 30, verse 22, New King James Version. 1 Samuel 16, 1, 12 and 13. We're a comprehensive church, you know that. That's why I give you, that's why I'm giving you so much. Are you there? Exodus chapter 30, verse 22. <clears throat> and it says this. Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, also take for yourself quality spices. Shout quality spices. Quality. 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet-smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels, 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane, 500 shekels of cassia. Let me put a pen in it right there so I can explain to you what cassia is. Cassia is the blossom, the liquid that comes from the blossom of the cinnamon tree. Cassia is the liquid that comes from the blossom of the cinnamon tree. So he says, I want you to get 500 shekels of cassia according to the shekel of the sanctuary and a hand of olive oil. And you shall make from these a holy anointing oil an ointment compounded according to the art of the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. With it, you shall anoint the tabernacle of meeting and the ark of the testimony, the tables and all its utensils, the lampstand and its utensils, and the altar of the incense, the altar of the burnt offering with all of its utensils, the laver and its base. You shall consecrate them that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them must be holy. And you shall anoint Aaron and his sons, and consecrate them that they may minister to me as priests. Somebody shout amen. amen. <clears throat> Our topic for discussion today is follow the recipe. Follow the recipe. Say it with me. Follow, follow. the recipe. Um, in, in scripture, anointing oil was symbolic of being marked blessed, and able for a task. Being marked, blessed, and able for a task. Say it with me. Being marked, blessed, and able for a task. We're going to say it better than that. Being marked, blessed, and able for a task. We're going to do it again because we do it right. Being marked, blessed, and able for a task. Now y'all made me feel better. We're going to do it one more time. Being marked, blessed, and able for a task. 
God gives Moses a detailed listing of the formulation of the anointing oil. And he says, um, after it's done, after you get all of this stuff done, I want you to go down to my church, the tabernacle. I want you to go to my church, and I want you to anoint everything sitting up in there. God says, um, I've got a bunch of stuff down there that has been fashioned for my purpose. And I want, before it goes into functioning, I want you to mark it. I want you to bless it and enable it. I don't want it to just be fashioned for my purposes. I need it to function for my purpose. He says, I don't, I don't want a bunch of stuff sitting up in my church that's been fashioned for a purpose. I want you to go anoint it so that it, it's marked, that it's blessed, and it's enabled to function in the purpose by which it was created. Okay, I'll make this look practical. First Samuel says this. First Samuel 16.1. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn over Saul? Since I have rejected him as king over Israel, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. Saul has messed up. He decided that through his action, he didn't want to be king anymore. So, 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 so God says to Samuel, since Samuel picked him, he says, listen, he's no longer my king. I'm, I'm moving on from him. And you're standing here crying over spilled milk. But I have fashioned a guy by the name of David that is at Jesse's house that I need you to take your oil down to his house and make him function for me. I've already fashioned him because I chose him. But I'm, I want you to take, your, take, your, take your, your flask and fill it with oil and take it down to Jesse's house. I want you to anoint him so that he can function for me. Verse 12. So he sent, him from, he sent for him and he had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had fine appearance and handsome features. He was being fashioned. Listen, he had the fashion. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came upon David powerfully. Did y'all miss it? He said, listen, I've been working on this boy on the backside of a mountain. He's been, he's been fighting lions and, and tigers and bears and doing all these different things. I've been fashioning him for several years, but he has yet to be anointed to function for me. And although I've been fashioning him, He's not yet ready to function for me. Shout function. So, Samuel, I want you to go down to Jesse's house and anoint him with this holy anointing oil, this recipe that I've concocted to get him into a position where he can start to function in the purpose by which I've been fashioning him. Oh, gosh. What I have, oh, man. <laughs> you ever look at a couple? And you say to yourself, they've been married for 15, 20 years. How do they make marriage look so good? Anointing. You ever, you ever seen a single mom with, I'm just using the number, 10 kids, and, 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 she's, and, she's, and she's still smiling, and she's just doing her thing and making it happen? That's anointing. You ever, you ever see a man on his job, and even though this is, is, the system is against him, he continues to get promotion after promotion after promotion. That is anointing. And what I found about life is that we like the results of the anointing. 
We like how an anointing looks, but we don't like the recipe. I, 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 I love how it looks on you. Y'all such a cute couple. They're so beautiful together. They're so cute. Don't y'all see them? Oh, they look so good. And we try to fashion ourselves after people who have been anointed to function. But you can fashion yourself and kill yourself because you haven't been anointed to do so. <laughs> people get into get married every day because marriage, the idea of marriage looks good. But you ain't got no anointing for it. Oh, gosh. Okay, okay. We're going to put some work in today. Y'all not saying much, but we're going to put some work in today. You see, it, when, when, when it comes to the anointing, it is just not looking the part. It's playing the part. Any sport, anybody play sports? Sports players played any sports? Everybody had that one person on their team that had every wristband, every headband, and they sucked. <laughs> they were terrible. <laughs> listen, listen to me. They got, because there's this, this adage in, in sports, if you look good, you play good. It ain't the same for life. <laughs> oh, y'all look like a good couple, but they got turmoil. He looked like he has it all together, but he's about to rip his face off because he can't handle it. I just don't want to look the part. I want to play the part. And God says, listen, Moses, I'm giving you this recipe, this special recipe concocted by myself that will take you from just being fashioned for a thing and looking like you can, but actually being it and doing it and having it and experiencing it. Shout function. Okay. I want to look at three things from this recipe that God gives to Moses that are important for us to have. Verse 22, moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, also take for yourself quality spices. Shout quality. It cracks me up that he throws these words in. This is God himself. He's talking to Moses. He says, these are quality spices, sir. Shout the good stuff. He says, these are quality spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much as sweet-smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels, 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane, 500 shekels of cassia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hen of olive oil. Point number one is ingredients. Say that with me, ingredients. <clears throat> God himself gives a very explicit instruction of what the ingredients were to be his oil. And the very first ingredient that he gives is 500 shekels, or for our language, 12 and a half pounds of liquid myrrh. God himself is the first person, the first time we ever hear the word myrrh uttered in scripture, it is spoken by God himself. He's given the instruction to Moses. This is the first time we hear myrrh. Now, myrrh comes from these little small um, thorny trees that have these little bitty berries on them that are very bitter, very bitter. So in a biblical context, myrrh is symbolic of bitterness. Watch this now. God says the very first ingredient that I'm going to give you <laughs> from my holy anointing oil is bitterness. Wow. 
I want you to put 12 and a half pounds. I'm going to be very specific. I'm going to put 12 and a half pounds in this concoction that I have that will take you from just being fashion for a thing to functioning a thing. And the very first thing that I'm going to talk to you about is bitterness. Now, I need you to think about this for a second. This is the way that God sees bitter experiences and bitter places that we go in life. He just sees those things, those places that you've been that has caused bitterness in you. He sees that thing just as an ingredient. He doesn't see it as, 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 as the thing. He doesn't see it as the totality of your life. He says, listen, I'm giving you an ingredient list, and the first ingredient is just a little bit of bitterness. This is the way that God views bitterness. This is the way that he sees the bitter places that you've been in your life, and you've been wanting to stay in a bitter place, but God is saying you've given that thing too much credit because I see it just as an ingredient. Now, Look at your neighbor and say, this is your call. Bitterness can be used for other purposes. <laughs> um, second to the last time that myrrh is mentioned in scripture is when Nicodemus comes to embalm the body of Jesus. He had a mixture of alloys and, 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 and myrrh that he came to embalm the body of Jesus. They use this concoction with myrrh to, to, to preserve the body in the grave. Watch this. Your bitterness can be used to keep you in a grave, or it can be used to activate God's anointing. It is, it, is, it is your call. It is your, it's, it's your call. God is saying, listen, I know that it was bitter for you, and this didn't taste good, but I see this as an ingredient, baby, and you have taken this thing and allowed it to, for you to stay in a dead place. You've wrapped yourself up in this bitterness thing, and it's, and it's making you stay in, in, in a dead space. Can I, can I say it like this? Myrrh made the body be comfortable with dead things. It kept it from breaking all the way down. You know what I mean? It slowed down the process and it preserved it in a dead space. Oh, gosh. You don't know, we don't understand how far reaching bitterness is. Because some of us are in some relationships, we're in some situations, we're in, we're in some spaces in our life that we should not be, oh gosh, but if we would ever understand that it is my bitterness that is keeping me here. I just can't, I don't know why, oh gosh, we've heard this before, I've said this, I don't know why I keep thinking like that. <laughs> I don't know why that thought keeps coming to me. I just can't seem to shake it because, because we have taken our bitterness and used it for the wrong purpose. God says, you're giving this thing too much credit. It has too much weight. I see this as an ingredient. As a matter of fact, I see it as the base that I'm going to build from. And if you allow me to do so, I'll be God and I'll build from here. Okay. I'll take your silence as agreement. Verse 22, let's get our second point. Moreover, the Lord, verse 22, moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, also take for yourself quality spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels, 250 shekels of sweet smelling cane, 500 
shekels of cassia according to the shekel of the sanctuary in a hand of olive oil. Point number two is measurements. Say that with me, measurements. So God says, first ingredient, sir, is going to be 500 shekels of myrrh, 12 and a half pounds. And if we can grasp that idea, right, we go, okay, God, I'm with you. I'm a rock with you, Lord. <laughs> you know, I know that you, you are fully in control and, and, and you're a sovereign God and, all, you know, all things will work. Together. Okay, I got it. Okay, God, so if myrrh and my bitterness is the base of what you're trying to do, then what's next, God? And God says, sweet-smelling cinnamon. You got to say it with me, sweet-smelling cinnamon. Hit it again because that's a sweet-smelling cinnamon. God is about to sweeten this thing up. And then he says, use half as much. God, I thought this thing was turning around. He says, but use half as much. So check this out. This is where we, we fall out with God. Because I've heard in your scriptures that you would give me beauty for my ashes. I've heard in your scriptures that you would give me joy for my pain. I've heard in your scriptures that you would store the years that the locusts have eaten. And, and, and gosh, half as much don't sound like restoration. Half as much does not sound like restoration. And, and, and here's the thing. This is where, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest with you, this is where a, a teenage girl would take her own life. Because they think that this is it. It got better, but it got better for a little while. Oh, gosh. It wasn't sustainable. It didn't, get, it, it didn't do enough. And, and, and this is where we fall out with God. But what I want to tell you is don't give too much weight to the measurements. About the um, beginning of this year, I, uh, I started baking cakes. You heard Camille back there laughing. She know. Started baking cakes. And uh, my first cake that I wanted to master, I said master. Now, don't eat my cake if you don't want to get mad at your grandmother. You're going to be upset with her about what she's been feeding. <laughs> but the first cake I wanted to master was a pound cake. Three cups of flour, three cups of sugar. You put your cream cheese, you put your vanilla extract, and all that good stuff. I'm not going to tell you everything because you're trying to be at home doing what I do. I don't want you to do that. This is not what this is for. Three cups of sugar, three cups of flour. So after I mastered the pound cake, (laughs) after I mastered the pound cake, I said to myself, well, I'll graduate to a chocolate cake. And the chocolate cake has um, one and a half cups of unsweetened cocoa, three cups of flour, three cups of sugar. Now, by this time, I'm a full-on pastry chef, right? So I'm saying to myself, (laughs) I'm saying to myself, something's wrong with this recipe. Because the last cake I cooked had three cups of flour, three cups of sugar, but now I'm cooking this, and it has uh, one and a half cups of bitter cocoa, same amount of sugar. And I said to myself, something has to be wrong with this. This isn't right because the last cake didn't have bitterness in it. It only had three cups of sugar. 
But I thank God that I kept reading the recipe. Because when I got to that buttercream frosting, it called for eight cups of powdered sugar. So, oh gosh, you're not going with me just yet. So that is where that, that is where the scripture says that all things work together for the good. Listen to me, because whoever concocted the recipe knew that I can't make it too sweet here because I'm going to put it all right here. And I want to make sure all of these things work together. God, this is a little bland. I mean, the first 18 years of my life has not been what I thought it was going to. The first year of my marriage, God, has just not been what I thought it was going to. Shut up! He says, listen, if you would just wait on the icing for the cake. Just wait for me. Wait, let me finish my recipe. Because I promise you, once you slice that mug up and start to eat it, and you will see, oh, God, that every taste, every bite, every morsel is good. God, you know I grew up in a one-parent home, and we barely made it. And I just knew when I got out on my own and I got married, it was going to be better. But God, but God, you know I shouldn't have experienced that. They shouldn't have done me that way when I was a kid. They shouldn't abuse me. They, did, they, didn't, they didn't treat me right when I was a kid. And God, I'm expecting more. And God is saying, just wait for me, baby. Let me finish my recipe. Oh, God, because he's intentional about every movement in your life. He's intentional about every movement in your life. Every step that you take, every breath that you breathe, he's intentional about it. Check this out. It's, it's on purpose that you're here this morning because you needed to know that that thing that you're going through is not by mistake. It is not by chance. It was intentional. So listen, <clears throat> this is a space where we fall out with God. Because God, I thought the better was coming a lot quicker. Oh gosh, we say God is unjust. Because it should be equal parts. <laughs> you get what I'm, it should be equal parts. But if you listen to the recipe, he gave him 500 shekels of myrrh. 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cinnamon. 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane. And then 500 shekels of cassia. Well, that's two to one. It is two times sweet than it was better. Two times as sweet as it was bitter. But we had to read the whole recipe. You see, you can get so far out in front of God. I heard, I heard somebody say this on the men's call. We can get so far out of our, in front of our faith. We start making decisions. Go, oh, I know you're going to call for some more sugar, God, so I'm just going to go ahead and pour the sugar in. God, we need milk. I'm putting milk in, God. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting milk in. Maybe that's just me I, I, because I, I'm, I'm guilty of getting out in front of God. God is saying, listen, let me finish my recipe. 
every ingredient is intentional. Every ingredient is on purpose. Okay, I got, I got to push. Are y'all getting something? Okay, let's get to the last point. <clears throat> Verse 25. And you shall make from these a holy anointing oil, an ointment compounded, shout compounded, according to the art of the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. I want to recap real quick. The first point was ingredients. Second point was measurements. And our third point, final point, is the word blending. Everybody shout blending. <clears throat> so God gives Moses his, uh, his shopping list of quality ingredients, which are all readily available. He never talked to Moses about availability. He just, just, just said, go get these things. So he goes and gets the myrrh, he gets the cinnamon, he gets the, the, the cane, he gets the cassia. And he adds a little bit of olive oil in there. And um, God says, well, now, Moses, that you've went and gathered all of these things, <clears throat> I want you to do something very specific. And he calls it out in verse 25. He says, and from these things that you just gathered, and you shall make from these a holy anointing oil, an ointment compounded according to the art of the perfumer. I think they missed it, Lord. He says to Moses, the gathering of these ingredients, it's not the hard part. The first thing you have to do is see them as ingredients, right? So the first thing we have to do is see our bitterness as an ingredient, meaning that we, we, we tend to um, shut ourselves off from the bitter places that we've been or the bad experiences that we have, and we do everything in our life to try to forget them. I don't ever want to go back there. In my heart, in my mind, I don't ever want to go back. So we shut it off and we try to forget about it. But God says that's an ingredient. I need it, so I need you to call it up. I need it. I, I, I need you, to, I need you to, to touch it. I need you to pull on it, and I need you to bring it here, set it at my feet, so I can use it as an ingredient. But he says, and listen to this, that's the easy part. Because you've got enough material for your testimony. You have that. The difficult part is the blending because God says, listen, I want you to compound it according to the art of the perfumer. Oh, gosh. You got to have an eye for this kind of stuff. You've got to be able to see this stuff the same way that God sees this stuff. Because the hard part is understanding that all of these things have to be blended together. That's not easy. Oh, I'll give you a good example because y'all sitting looking at me. Young boy, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, I watched my grandmother um, make these biscuits. Homemade biscuits. My mother was passed down the trade. The girl is glorious when it comes to making these biscuits. 
So I determined when I moved off to college that I'm going to take some of this stuff with me. You know, I'm, I'm going to take some of the stuff that has been in my bloodline for, for years, and I'm going to learn how to cook these biscuits. Now, I thank God that I don't eat these biscuits anymore because I'd be 450 pounds by now. But I get to college, and um, I was, we were dating at the time, and I remember the first time when I called my mom and said, Mom, I'm going to try to cook biscuits. She said, okay. I'm not going to tell you all the recipe because y'all be trying it at home. But she says you need some flour, you need some lard, you need some buttermilk, you need this and that. And you just mix it together. Okay. <laughs> so we put it all in a bowl, and we tried to mix it all together. And, and, and I don't want you to laugh at what we did, but it didn't turn out like a biscuit. It turned out, I don't know what it turned out to be, but it was something. So I, I asked my mom, I said, Mom, I, we, we couldn't pull it together. What's the problem? She said, you didn't blend it right. Watch me now. So my mother comes to my house a couple years later, and I'm, I'm, I'm watching her because now I need to know what she did. <laughs> when we blended it, we took a spoon, and we tried to blend it all together. We put it all together. We had all the right ingredients, but we didn't know how to blend it. So my mother shows up, and she sits down at the table. Boy, give me that bowl, and give me that flour. And all. She got flour all over the place, but I watched her intently. And she puts her hand in it. Oh, God. She put her hand in it. And she just folded it. And then she added in a little bit more. And then she took a little bit more milk and added in it. And she put her hand in it. You see, you can't do anything with your bitterness. I've got to bring it to Jesus. So he can mend it. And, and when, 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 when she got done with it, I said, Ma, how'd you do it? She said, this is just what I do. Oh, God. You see, there are many of us that will get on our knees and we want the detail from God. God, tell me how you're going to do it. And God is just saying, this is just what I do. You've been trying to figure out to do with those bitter places you've been in life. You've been, been trying to figure out what to do with this feeling that you have. And God says, listen, just bring it to my table. Because blending all of you together and all of your life experiences together so that it comes out to be something of value has to have my hand in it. God. So, 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 so the only question I have for you this morning is, are you willing to let God put his hand in it? Oh, you've been trying to mend it on your own and blend it on your own. And you've been talking to therapists and everybody under the sun. But have you brought it to the one? Have you brought it to the one that can fix anything? God says, let me do it. Because blending, y'all, oh God, blending is an art. Yeah, you need to use your eyes to go find the ingredients. Oh God, y'all. You need to go use your eyes to find the ingredients, but you just need to bring them to God so that he can blend them.
So the question is, do you want deliverance? Listen, I'm not saying that you've been working desperately hard to fix your situation. I'm not saying that. But you can't fix it. You can't fix it. There's, oh gosh, there, there, there's, there's some spots in your life that you can't reach. Oh, even though you can see it. Wanzel, I can feel it. I can still feel the pain that was associated with it. There are still some places that you just can't reach. So listen to me. I'm not saying for you to go back and call up everything that was in your mind if you're not going to bring it to God. Because if you're not going to bring it to God, it might kill you. I want to be free from it. I want to be free from that thing that had my dad. I want, I, I want to be free from that thing that destroyed my family. And I know it's there. I know it's there because I, I'm reminded of it every day. But I want to be free of it. God is saying, listen, it's an art. It's an art. This is just what I do. So are you willing this morning to bring it to him? I know you can see it. I know you can still feel it. And I know it still hurts. And I know that it still bothers you. But the only thing God is asking for you to do, go get it. Go get it. Go get it and bring it to me. Because I can do something with that. <laughs> You've been trying to hide it. You've been trying to hide from it. I could do something with that. Because I want to take you from just being fashioned for a thing. I, 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 I want to take you from just being a mom to functioning as, an, as a mom. I want to take you from just being a man to functioning as a man. I got to put my anointing on it, though. I have to put my anointing on it. So just go get me the ingredients, y'all. Shall go get it. Whatever it is, go get it. Shall go get it. I got to go get the ingredients and bring it to God. Stand to your feet. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.